Welcome to Season 8 of Tell Me a Story I Don't Know, a fascinating journey into the lives of top sports personalities and their connections to Chicago. They reveal entertaining, memorable, and emotional stories many you've never heard before. I'm your host, George Hoffman, and please follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and through our partnership with Last Word on Sports Media Podcast. Tell Me a Story I Don't Know is proudly sponsored by Mr. Duct, Chicagoland's premier comprehensive air duct cleaning and ventilation for residential and commercial properties. Their motto is simple. They're upfront and honest. Find them on the web at mrductcleaning.com. This week, we feature part two with former Chicago White Sox manager, Ozzie Guillen. What you can decide me as a person, personal thing, I know what to handle them very well. I don't. I don't care who you are because I, I think I'm a better person than people think he is. It's, you can decide he's a bad manager. Look at what he did. He got big mouth, shut up. I, I can handle that. I can handle that. But when you don't talk to me, it's a fact. And, and and believe me, and be face to face with me, I don't respect that. My dad once said of me, if talking was gold, I'd be rich. Well, in the case of Ozzy Guillen, his voice and words have become a gold mine. Then again, they've gotten him into some trouble. Take, for example, things he said about some of his players, a well-known columnist, and then Fidel Castro, which eventually got him fired by the Florida Marlins. But that's Ozzy, take him or leave him, and most people take him because he's upfront and honest. Let's just say he's the Charles Barkley of baseball. In part two, Ozzy also talks about how he was a candidate to manage the White Sox again, his role as an analyst on the pre- and post-game shows, and how he felt when he became a citizen of the United States. But we open with a rather infamous day on the north side of Chicago. When your playing career was over, you went into the coaching business and you were there at Wrigley Field when the Marlins stunned the Cubs in 2003 to advance to the World Series. They had a three games to one lead. You were there for the Bartman game. So why do you think the Cubs lost that series? Or why do you think the Marlins won the series? We'll be a ball club. In the air left field. And the Florida Marlins have come back from three games to one down to win the National League pennant. The Florida Marlins for the second time are going to the World Series. What an amazing story. Oh my God, hell yeah, way, way better ball club. You take play by player. Let me see, I remember the players. Behind the play, we have Ivan Rodriguez, Poch. He was better catching the Barco, I think. I don't know their name. He was better catching the Cubs half. We have better first baseman, Derek Lee. They have Carroll's. We got way better second baseman. We have uh, Luis Castillo. We have way better shortstop. Uh, back then, Ramirez was better third baseman than, than Carrera or Mike Lowe. Okay, in the outfield, maybe they have Sammy better than, than we have. They don't have better center fielder than we did, and they don't have better uh, left fielder. You know what I mean? We we're talking about only three players was better than, than, than the Marlins. Besides that, we have the best infield in the game. Maybe to me, one of the best infield in the history of the game. I never see any. Maybe the Mets, New York Mets, when Robin and was there, they got a great infielder, but. The, the infield we have, they, they can catch everything. We have the best catcher behind the plate. All pitching staff, you know, they have Pryor and they have uh, Kerry Wood. But besides that, we have more speed. We play the game better. We know how to execute stuff. And, you know, I mean, I think uh, I think that's why. I think just because there was the Marlins, like who all those guys are, nobody put attention to that team. But that team was better, way better. Just a few months later, 
You're hired to manage the team that you played for, the White Sox. So then general manager Kenny Williams said you blew him away in an interview because, and I remember this, Ozzy, they had just about signed, sealed, and delivered Cito Gaston to become the manager. So tell me a story I don't know, how that all came about, and where Jerry Reinsdorf fit in. You know, uh, be honest, I know for a fact something happened to me later on in, in Las Vegas, my first meeting with them. With the with the organization meeting, it was in Vegas. I know Ciro Gasto was the manager. Was the manager? You know, people think it's funny because when I I would have talked to, uh, I have a meeting. I don't have a meeting. I have a dinner with with Jerry when the Cubs playing the White Sox, uh, the Marlins. Regular dinner. What's up? How you doing? Great. Boom boom. How you look at the team? Yeah, good. Regular dinner. Another dinner with Jerry. Nothing about talking about baseball. Nothing about it. He asked me a couple questions about. Teams that I don't know the White Sox team back then, um, any of the players, and all of a sudden I think Jeff Torbo called Jerry and said, "You know what? You should get you should listen to Ozzy because Ozzy running this ball club, the the Marlins, and Jeff we got he got fired from them. That's what I think." Then Jerry wanted to interview me. They told, I guess they told Kenny to interview me and saying all of a sudden back then you had to wait till the sports series was over. To do it now, they can do it whatever they want, whatever they do. They change the rules. Then I talked to Kenny. Say, Kenny, you know, after the World Series is over, can we talk? I said, Yeah, it's no problem. I don't say anything to anybody. I don't get excited. Oh my God, they're going to talk to me about managing the team. Nothing. I was excited because it was the White Sox. And also, I played with Kenny for a little while. But put it away. No, no, no. Kenny play with me. That's the way to put it. You know, I don't play with Kenny. Kenny play with me. <laughs> I just think I just be honest. Things over. We celebrating there, never be in the parade in my life. I went to the parade with them and I was shit faced. Oh my God. <laughs> my wife, I, I went in Poch Rodriguez house in Miami, close to my house. We party, party, say, remember you gotta go to uh to talk to the White Sox. I said, ah, I don't know. I missed that day. The next day we'll continue to party. The next day, uh no, I'm sorry, yes, I did come. We can't uh, do can say, hey, you got to get up. Say, why? Wow, you got a meeting with, with the White Sox. We, I went to Naperville. I went there and I was, I don't know how we land, how I check in. I don't remember how I went to the hotel. I don't remember anything. I remember sitting there with Kenny. And, and I, I, the first thing come out of my mouth, I don't know if it was stupid or not. Say, hey, listen, this meeting for real, let me know. I ain't wasting my time talking about with you and stuff when I have a great stuff in Miami, you know, and coaching there. And Kenny go, oh, that's the way we're gonna start. I said, no, I just being honest with you. Don't do it this because, because you know, and uh, check mark. Oh, we talk to a Latino guy or whatever. Then we talk. I can I tell you what we say? No, we talk like, uh, hey, what's up? We never, he never asked me any anything. Like, wow, he asked me about baseball. This period, baseball, baseball, baseball. I leave, went back to Miami. Oh God, party time again. <laughs> Ask me how how it went. Said, so, be honest with you, I don't remember. What I mean, you don't remember. <laughs> I was hungover. Now I'm back in town, <laughs> and I remember on the way to my to to the airport. Kenny comes, hey, can you stay here tonight? I said, no, because tomorrow is the parade. But right after the parade, we need to talk again. Jerry want to talk. Come back. Make sure nobody see you. Blah, 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 blah. Come back. We went to a, a hotel. I know I can I can remember the hotel we stay at, at the 
around O'Hara because I live in this. The soon the meeting's over, I gotta go. We talk, Kenny and Jerry. We talking, we talking, we talking. All the sun. I would remember Kenny had to go to Atlanta for a wedding, and he leave. I mean, Jerry sit down and say, "You're gonna be the manager for the White Sox." Wow. There is no doubt in my mind that uh, he's going to provide something here that I think we desperately need, uh, a jolt, uh, if you will. And uh, I'm, I'm extremely pleased to announce Ozzie Guillen as our newest manager. As it's an honor for me. It's a lot of work to do. I believe we have a pretty good bunch of, I don't want to say good guys. I don't want good guys. I want to good players. I like, I don't know, I was shocked or anything, and I, I just got quiet. I'm like, oh. And Jerry go, are you not excited? I said, mm, well, I don't know. I said, not really. You're not giving me $20 million just to say, here, have fun. You just give me a job with a lot of responsibility, and I know how Chicago people are. I know the fans. I know the media. You know, it's not going to be easy. That's why I'm not going to get excited. Why do I should get excited? I said, I'm excited because... You give me the opportunity to manage the team I love, to manage the organization, give me the opportunity and I love, you know, say, okay, you're the manager, blah, 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 blah you know, contracts, whatever, you're going to talk to Kenny. Uh, please don't say anything to we announcer, okay? I went home, I even told my wife, we in the parade in Disney, because uh, Postal League, whatever, Disney by Posh, I went there, and my uh, Posh asked me, what's up, what they say? I know I was the manager, I know. I was the manager, and I couldn't tell anybody, even my kids, no one said, nah, I don't know, they even told me nothing. I know already I was the manager. Mm -hmm. Son, come out, they named me a manager, and, and remember, Posh called me, you, you son of a God, you know. You, I said, yeah, I was, I know, but I couldn't say anything because I said, oh, good for you, congratulations, we're going to miss you here in Miami. I said, I got to miss me being in Miami also because I like, I like that group of guys. I was leaving my house only by right on the water, right on the beach, about 10 minutes from the ballpark. I love it. I love it every inches. I love everything about coaching there. Then I come down here, and everything was beautiful. You know me as uh, It was a great moment for me and my wife when I was in, you know, you guys have a press conference. I, I, I was like, no, nah, man. Like, wow, I'm going to manage this thing. Look at all these people in front of me. They're all my friends. Oh, that's going to be interesting. And top out, you know me. Man, from the first day to the last day I wear that uniform as a match, it was outstanding. With all, a lot of up and down, but I remember the up, it was outstanding. And uh, I enjoyed it. My family enjoyed it. I love it. The reason we still live in Chicago, maybe because that. Uh, my kids love Chicago. Well, one, two love Chicago. One hate Chicago, the, the little one. Austin. <laughs> he, he grew up in Miami. You know, you know hate it. He just he hates cold weather. That's what he, and he hates to be around, around us. That's what it is. Uh, but, uh, but uh, you know me, it has been great, man. My grandkids are gonna grow up here. So you know me, I can never regret to wear that uniform. I I I, I can. I don't have uh, even you know who this the greatest time. Sometime uh, it was uh, tough time here, but we know I don't take that is a bad thing. It was a great thing. We grew up, and I love that you can give me opportunity. I love to be a White Sox. I wish I can feel more part of the White Sox. I I, I do I do I don't think. I am, but I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I never do anything for the White Sox. Only uh, White Sox fest. I don't think they involve me with anything they do. They ask me for a golf outing, but I, those kind of golf outing I can't go. But I wish, I wish for real, honest thing. Uh, I wish more part of the White Sox 
sometimes I feel like, man, what I do wrong to the White Sox? Then I wish about I, I was more more in with the organization they what they are right now, going I am right now. When's the last time you had your air ducts cleaned? Here's the best solution, Mr. Duct, a name Chicagoland has trusted for over 20 years. They work on your furnaces, air conditioners, and do repairs, maintenance, and installations. In other words, they're your all-around company for air quality choice and more. Mr. Duct provides on-site commercial ventilation cleaning estimates. You'd be hard-pressed to find better. So give them a call at 888-4-MR-DUCT. That's 888-467-3828. And Mr. Duct is the right choice to clean your residential dryer vents. They do a full inspection to make sure your dryers are running properly. Mr. Duct works with schools, health facilities, and office buildings to make sure you're breathing clean air. Their testimonials are endless, and with good reason. So don't think twice when you're ready to work on air ducts, dry vents, and so much more. Just think Mr. Duct. 888 for Mr. Duct. That's 888-467-3828. And find them on the web at mrductcleaning.com. You talked about ups and downs, and there were some downs, Ozzy. Right off the bat, you called Maglio Ardonias a Venezuelan piece of shit. That stunned us. And then you had your celebrated fight with Jay Mariotti, and particularly when you called him a fag. Things got really ugly, Ozzy. He's a piece of <laughs> You know what I mean? And what I say about, about what the name, what the word I use, I should say something different. I think uh, a lot of people was hurting feeling. I don't mean it that way. Uh, besides that, to me, still, it's not a man. Uh, I think it's still, about, it's, it's bad for this city. It's, he never got anything good for this city. And I'm the, I think I'm the only white I'm the only one to 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 get him, you know. But you know, I just I don't I don't know where's my, where's my time talking about Jay. You know, Jay's a piece of. When you hear a word like that, it, it's not you jerk. You don't know what you're talking about. Suddenly, it, it opens up a whole new can of worms. It's one thing about Jay. Uh, Jay, you he, he always says stuff. He, I, I told you guys, he he write what you what he read from you guys. He's never here. When Jay was the first one, one of the first guys say I should be the manager of the White Sox. I still had a column in my house. And Ozzy had a column. I should be the manager, should be this and should be that. Well, that that's what's my problem in Jay. Because when you criticize me in my job, I take it. But when you criticize me as a person, personal thing, I'm not going to handle him very well. I don't. I don't care who you are because I, I think I'm a better person than people think is. It's, you can say he's a bad manager. Look at what he did. He got big mouth. Shut up. I, I can handle that. I can handle that. But when you don't talk to me, it's a fact. And, and, and believe me, and be face-to-face with me, I don't respect that. By the way, people can see it. When uh, Jay, he got in trouble. He got, I think he beat his wife or his girlfriend. I don't know exactly. Well, everybody in Chicago called me and have a press conference about Jay. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, I don't feel my worst enemy what it is right now, man. I'm all my respect. I hope he's he fine. Uh, you know, he'd be okay. That's it. Then after that, I saw my kids in somewhere out. Like, now I told my dad, I told you that it's nothing personal stuff. I never said it was personal. If you want to talk about me, like, okay, I say stop by the White Sox play. Okay, they don't like it. I go to the ballpark every week. You don't like it? Face me. Say, listen, why you saying this about me? By the way, about baseball, I say I say that because you sucks. 
if you play good, I can say anything bad about you after the game. But you play like crap and you say something I don't like, I will I will say, hey, hey, wait a minute, you're wrong. Thank God you're a good first baseman and a great hitter. You embarrassed the Latino blog with that saying, you look like my grandma in wheelchair, bro. What is that? If you're going to face me, you better bring your lunch. Because I never will say, never going to come out of my mouth to hurt anybody in the organization without know the truth and what you know is, is, is a fact. Never will we do that. Personal problems, that's not my problem. What you do on the field, that's my problem. What you do off the field, that's good, good for you. I don't, I don't care. I'm not a general manager. I'm not a manager. Then, but that's what it is, man. And, uh, you know, I, mean, I get in trouble every time I say, I get in trouble because I, I say I like bullfights. You remember that? Yeah. But it's like, you like bullfights? You're a criminal? You're this criminal. <laughs> I even hit my kids. But when I say, okay, you guys hate bullfights. I don't disagree with you guys. A lot of people does. But. Let me ask you a question. I have in my team, in my team, I have my teammates and my players go out, hunt a deer, hunt, um, I don't know, a, a pig, hunt a, a bird. And to you guys, everything was like, oh my God, look at how big the horns are. Okay. And now you know, criticize those guys, they kill animals. They really kill animals. And when I say to you guys, say, okay, wait a minute, the bull, he got killed? Yes, he does. Good. I love it when they get killed. But the bulls got the chance to kill the guy who to kill them. You understand? Yeah. Okay. Now American people sit in the top of the tree because I never beat there, but I seen on TV. I seen my my players tell me about it. That my teammate and they go coo, 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 coo. four deers coming up like nothing. Bam! Got it. Wow! I killed the deer. I say okay, that's worse and kill a bull fight. And you know I me mean? or rooster. You know I me. Mean? It's just I always say something. That comes from Ozzy Gideon Jr. He said that the reason they don't like bull fights in the United States, I said, what's the reason? He said, because they cannot bet on the bull fight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they probably can now. Well, they, they should. But <laughs> different country, people got upset at me. I've got so many letters, hate letters, and people like, oh, my God, like you're an animal killer. I said, I never kill anybody. I never kill animal in my life. And I go... I say, but I like it. They'll say, okay, you know what's the worst? You know, those Eminem fight? I don't know how you call that. No boxing, another fight. The two guys just beat the crap at each other. Eminem. Okay, everybody loves that fight. It's two human beings beat the shit out of each other. And, <laughs> oh, and American people love it. Look at that. Oh, wow. He takes his head off. He don't have no ear. They like that. Okay. You rather see that or see a bull fight? I say, look at this thing. Gambling. Gambling is worse in, 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 in bull fights. Say, why? Because you. Teaching kids how to gamble on ESPN. I saw the two o'clock play poker, poker game, was poker, gambling. But you know what? But that's American culture. That's why we have to respect that. Why American people cannot respect anybody's out culture. I mean, that's 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 unfair. And I get in trouble so bad because I make that comment. Oh my God. They almost they almost take the the, the the you know me the the American passport away from me just because I make because I just say I love bull fights. When you took the White Sox to the World Series and I I covered the the team down the stretch. I was in Detroit when you uh, won the division, and I was uh, actually in Cleveland when you knocked off the Indians. When all they had to do is win one game, and you swept them three games in a beautiful weekend in Cleveland. 
And I was there in uh, Boston and Anaheim and then in Houston. And it was just a wonderful situation. Tying run at second, two out. Palmero over the head of Jenks. Uribe charges, throws, out! And the White Sox have won the World Series. Ozzie Guillen is a world champion manager at 41 years old. But after that, Ozzie, the team only made the playoffs one time in the next seven years. You were the manager. So what went wrong? Oh, but the players. You know what I mean? People think, people think, well, the playoffs in 2008 was outstanding. After that, the thing was like, everybody, people were hurt. We played like shit. We already made 2005. That's what, like, after that, everything goes wrong. But, uh, you know, I mean, everything was, I think, I think the biggest thing for me in baseball, win the World Series, but also was the worst. Because after you win the World Series, what are you going to do? That you have to win another one. Besides that, you fail. And, and it, it's just um, a team, the opposite team got better. The league got better, I guess. We're not playing good enough. Oh, well, well, the year after that thing, the year we, we finished there. Now you win 96 games, you directly go to the third round. I mean, just, hey, it, it was what it was. Or obviously, players getting old, what's getting older. They, I know how the same lineup every day. And, and then, then everything went to the way it should be, went to right now. You know what I mean? Right now, I think last year was a very disappointing year. Very, very disappointing year. Uh, because I thought myself, I said, man, this, this thing can go a long way. And this organization can go a long way for a little while. But look at what happened. Nothing, nothing, nothing happened. Nothing clicked for them. It should be noted that this interview with Ozzie Guillen took place in March before the White Sox got off to their worst start since 1950. In 2005, it's just like, okay, it just uh, everything clicked for us. We have a great teammate, unbelievable teammate, and that's why they win. I think uh, another thing, I think, I, I don't know why I live in Chicago, they don't put attention to those players at all. And I talked to Bruce Boyer, your good friend with Bruce Boyer, so why those guys? Nobody for the 2005 team is here doing anything. Maybe Conerco, he come in town every summer. Uh, AJ Persinski, when he comes to TV, is there. But then, not, then not, I don't know why they not put attention more to, to that group of guys in the ballpark, at least every year, just to bring them a groove or bring them, remind them. They don't. I don't know why marketing department don't do a better job with that. You eventually parted company with the White Sox, and the next year you became the manager of the Marlins, but for one season. You said then of the Cuban dictator Fidel Castro, I love Fidel Castro, I respect Fidel Castro, and that angered a lot of fans and the owner, and you were eventually fired after one year. I have to ask you today, do you regret making those remarks? A lot of hypocrite people out there. Everybody has a bunch of hypocrites. Everyone he got involved with that was hypocrite. Jerry uh, Jeffrey Loria, Major League Baseball hypocrite. Well, when I was in that thing, Obama was taking a picture with Fidel back back watching baseball games. The Orioles Baltimore play against Cuba and Cuba. You know, it's so many hypocrite people in Miami. Yes, a bunch of hypocrite people. Why? Because they really they want to get rid of Cuba people. They they Cubans only got like hundred people. Why you not go out there and say, listen, those guys out of here. We're in charge. No, they don't care. They should be people back in Miami. They don't care about Cuba. They make money out of them. Okay, that's a one thing about. That's a fact. I live in Miami for long, long, long time. I know every. I have great Cuban friends. 
awesome group of friends. What I made the thing was, I don't say I love Fidel Castro. I say I admire Fidel Castro. I admire Fidel Castro. And I still does. Why? Who's in the power right now? The family. Everybody hated. And it's just like the, the comment. Now you want to take advantage of that? And too bad. I thought it's, I know I'm going to be with the Marlins for only one year. Oh my God, you will see the real odds again talk about that situation. Lies. Press conference lies. I don't care about Fidel. I don't care about you guys. I don't care. But I thought my relation with the with the with the with the man is gonna be longer. They had different uh the money maybe had different uh philosophy. No, it's tragedy. I say, well, after they fire me, they fire everyone. They fire everyone after they fire me. They fire all the, the, the short stuff that uh, Burley. They fire everyone. And maybe they have different process. I, I was the first one. They just fire. You know what I mean? Maybe the first one, but uh, maybe they have something. Maybe they have something. Make that say, okay, we bring all those guys here. The, the ball club is going to be okay. And this, uh, we're going to have the ball part. Uh, whatever it was, I don't know exactly what they was thinking, but I, know, I, I regret what I said about the Fidel. No. I respect. I respect and love Cuban Immigrants, I do. For by the, I talked to my best guy with the White Sox, Moncada. I talked to Moncada every day. He sent me a, a Cuban. A couple of hours ago, he sent me a Cuban. I asked him for I want a Cuban hat. He sent me a, a, the uniform. How beautiful the uniform! I don't have nothing to. I don't have anything against Cubans in the United States. I don't have anything against Cuba in Cuba. I don't because my country is what it is right now because the Cuban dictator. They screw my country up. They did two. That, that means the Cuban dictators don't got one problem. They had two, Venezuela and Cuban. And but in the meanwhile, I think it's a bunch of hypocrite people. They they're not a, uh, you know, I mean they talk about the country. I said, you guys didn't even know what I was talking about. You ask the people, say, okay, what happened? So I don't know. Also, you didn't say something about Fidel. That's it. And it was so fake. The next day I come back to manage it. I'm, nobody bothered me. Nobody said anything about me in the stands. You know, everything. No, you know I mean, everything was back to normal. And I still go to Miami and I spend two, three, two weeks, three weeks out there because I play golf every time there when I see my kid. My kid went to school with a bunch of Cuban family. You know, I mean, it's kind of funny because they, I don't know if they take that for not the news out there, but it was the worst week I ever have in baseball. It was that week just because I feel. I told my wife one time, I said, you know, I can send enough things. Here's how okay, but you know, I, I I I was good enough to say I have a press conference. I faced this situation. I did. I just want to tell everybody how embarrassed I am. And they can and how and how honest I am by this day. I'm very honest. And I, I, everything I say here, I meant it. I meant it with the bottom of my heart. I expect them to have the freedom to think what they want to think. I don't blame them to take the way they think. But when you put yourself in that situation, you have to be aware of what's going to be next. And I hope this very bad cloud is going by me right now, blow away the swings we can, and start focus about baseball and the team and this organization. To me, after I face the situation, whatever they want to think, good for them. If it's not, I live my life very good. I don't have anything in my mind to bother me about the the situation, but uh, it, 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 if if I was wrong, what Fidel was doing or they doing it? No, that's why they they bunch of hypocrites. They take money out of me. I donate two hundred fifty grand to somebody 
I don't know, immigrants, or I don't know what the money went. Uh, five, five, you know, I got, I talked to a uh, major league baseball. I said, why again suspend five days? I said, well, that's the team, team stop. We know we're not suspend you. Then I went to the team. I said, hey, what, what's going on? Major league, I just talked to major league baseball. No, major league baseball said, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. Major league baseball say the team did it. No, we did it. And uh, in the end of the day, the team did it just to protect their butt. But uh, after that, it was 25 thousand people, 30,000 people, 25,000 people. We could, we count and says, okay, after my comment, before my comment, after my comment. And be honest with you, I, I, I feel great about it. I don't care about it. And I say, right people face, you think I love Fidel, good for you. You don't think I love Fidel, good for you too. I wish I love Fidel. I wish, so why? Because I had to celebrate love. I only love my three, my three kids, my, my grandkids, my daughter's love. And my wife, I even love my own father, my own mom, and that I come from them. I love maybe Ozzy Jr., Oni, Osney, Evis, my 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 three grandkids. I love them. I do really love them. And my 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 daughter love. Besides that, I don't give a shit about no one. I don't. And that's why when that thing come with Fidel, nowadays it was I was miserable. Yes, if I lose my job because that, maybe. But I see a lot of. A lot of baseball people do worse thing that I did. I'm just still in the game. Okay, listen, when you see me cheating in baseball, when you see me taking in asteroids, okay, never. I never cheat. I never take asteroids. I never use a cork bat. I ne never use speedball. I never get caught with drugs. Nothing. Nothing. I never get caught with oh, any of those things. And why people, why are not in the game? Well, you know, that, that's I wonder why. But it's, it's, it's people still in the game, still in the game, do dozen things worse than me. And they they the king of baseball. If you want to hear more guests on Tell Me a Story I Don't Know, all you have to do is go to Last Word on Sports on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to the many wonderful interviews we've done dating back to January of 2021. We resume with part two of Ozzy Dean on Tell Me a Story I Don't Know. You spent the last several years as an analyst on NBC Sports Chicago's White Sox pre and post game shows, and you are paired with Chuck Garfine. The chemistry, Ozzy, between the two of you really works, and it certainly appears that you're really enjoying it. Oh, we do. My God. That's what I told you early in this conversation. My best time in, in my life related to baseball is with them. Oh, I love it. I need to find my inner strength. I got to find some balance because the White Sox were one and 15, one and 16 with our yes. scoring position. Look at me. Linda, please focus me. But we <laughs> I'm trying to focus here. <laughs> we, we win two out of three in yes. Minnesota. Yes. And look at this. Yes. Yeah. I know they're not playing well because when you have men of second base late in the game, we know our third base, you have to win this game. One thing when I started a job, I told Chuck, I said, we're not a baseball fan, we're not a White Sox fan. Because Chuck, we want to say something, Chuck goes, well, you know, no, nah, I don't know, no, 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 no. You're an NBC studio, you're not in baseball anymore. You're not, and, and we changed him a little bit. I call, I call, I call Chuck <laughs> Little Hawk. I said, what's up, <laughs> <our> Little Hawk? <laughs> oh my God. 
I, you know, we we talking in the media like in in in, in and before the, the, to say, okay, Rick Hunt say this. I don't like it. I go to say it. And Rick and, and Chuck go, ah, I don't know. We sh we should touch that subject. Oh, okay, whatever. Oh, Jerry's do this. Or one the place do this. We never go with their personal. We never did. We never. I long I remember. We never have personal thing with the organization. Our job is to the fans to like it. The people watching us to like it. Because we never gonna to lie to them. I never will. Maybe Chuck will. Frank, I'm not gonna let Frank lie to the fans. We gotta talk facts and we gotta talk about what happened in the game. If we see something happen in the game and you guys not asking or Tony LaRusso say something like what? You don't think I gotta jump on it? Hell yeah. Well, you guys, you guys did it last year. Because you mentioned 2022 was a very difficult season. And you certainly criticize Tony Larissa often, and with good reason, I might add. It's a, it's a man that you admired. It's a man that you played under. But as you said, it is your job. But you guys didn't waste words when it came to him. You can put Tony Larissa right here next to me. I will say the same stuff. The way I love him, mm -hmm. the way I admire him, mm -hmm. I will say the same stuff about him. I said, you know what? I'm a little disappointed because I thought you could be the guy. Go. This is unacceptable. Hey, what you said to you? The, the slogan you got? Uh, change the game. Change the game. No, you change the game playing the right way and change the game winning. Mm -hmm. and that's the way to change the game. Listen, we're not going to put up with this stuff. By the way, when I say you see Tony right here, and I will say right to his face what I was thinking. Okay, next day I went back to the ballpark. I talked to Tony. I said, why? Because Tony know I was right. Didn't Tony know I know I was lying to the fans? The same way, it's, you know, that's easy, man. If you don't like what I say, that's easy. I go to the ballpark every day, say something. Then we talk about it. But what I gotta say about you, he ain't gonna like it. Then, but we have a tough job. Why? Because we're in the middle of the people think we work for the White House. I don't think I work for the White House. My check paycheck say NBC Sport, not say White Sox. And 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 sort of uh, chop. Then, if we say something about the, the the White Sox, they don't like it. Now they we are enemy. Or oh, you hate it? We hate you guys. Hate us? I say no, we don't. You want us to talk good about you? That's easy. Play good. Speaking of jobs, the one you have now, you were also interviewed to replace Tony, and it sure sounded like from the comments you made, you would really relish managing the White Sox again. So they interviewed you for five hours. Do you think they were serious? Do you think they ever really considered hiring you? I think they know they had the management before I walked to that interview. And I said this because... I know a friend of Pedro, he's a good friend of mine. We work together. And then two more guys told me, said, you want you enter for the White House? I said, yeah. So they told Pedro, he's the manager three days ago. <laughs> and, and not only one guy, three guys told me, said, oh, well. But, you know what I mean? It was a great interview. Yes. I don't know why they did it. I appreciate they did it. I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? They believe myself. Uh, I was surprised they hired Pedro because I never had Pedro in my mind. I was competing against him. And I'm very excited to see Pedro with the ball club. I am. I am. And I said that early. Every time I criticize Pedro, people say, we're going to say, oh, look at us. He criticized Pedro because he wants to be the manager. No, I criticize the best manager in the history of the game. His name is Tony LaRusa. Pedro do something good, he's on. Pedro do something I don't think he was right, he's on. I'm not at anything against it. I still have my, uh, do my job. It's the organization. Listen to what I say, and I will repeat that on the first day in the show. Let Pedro dictate what to do. Do what he wants to do. 
play, the play need to play. Do you really want to manage again? And if you did, do you think anybody would hire you again? I don't even should they hire me or not. I don't want to do any more interview. My next interview is going to be this one. How many years you want? <laughs> how many years you want? And how much? <laughs> oh, this is uh, okay, Ozzy. This is how, how much you think you're going to make. And this is how many years you think we're going to make. I'm in. The interview we have in the past, the, the good one, I got two good ones. With San Diego Padres, I was a manager. They had to make a deal, and they did. That's why I wasn't the manager. They told me right in my face, very clear. You are the guy. If we know how, if we if we make a deal for this guy, you're not the manager. Okay, I agree. That's cool, and that's honest. Okay, they make a deal with with me, uh, Oakland. They be Melvin. Oh wow, they want me to work for the organization. They want me to be their coach. I say I know. I can because I'm working on TV here. It's a different thing, but uh, you know what I mean? It, it was a little different with the White Sox. I, learned, uh, I know I, was, I wasn't the manager the night before. Some media member called me and said, this guy's the manager, you're not. Oh, I'm like, oh shit. The night before, and I said, who the fuck is Pedro Grifo? <laughs> <laughs> I go, what? Pedro Grifo, who is that? I have to tell people a quick story here. First of all, as we all know, you love to use salty language, and you used it a lot in this interview, but I like it. So this is 2010. In 2009, I, I had a problem with my voice, and I just didn't come out to the ballpark. And then in 2010, and I hadn't been there in a while, and you were conducting your pregame interview with all the media, and I stayed away from it because I wasn't you know, part of it at that stage. And I was maybe 50 feet away, and you saw me. And you gave me the finger. And I said, oh, Ozzy still loves me. I don't think you remember that, but I do. No, I do. I remember. Yes, of course. And you know why? Because the people around me, I know I consider their friends. Even they have a job to criticize me or say bad, you know, what they think about me. I am not disagree with that. But the relation I have with the media here in Chicago, it was, it was very good, respectful, fun, very fun. Sometimes it was my mistake. We stayed half an hour after my my media section talking with you guys about anything. Right. And that's sometimes that put me in trouble. I never got in trouble. Talk to the media. <laughs> talk, I talk after my section with the media. But you know what? It just, it's just something, it, you know, something I said, why you, I said, I wish I have a better relation with the White Sox. Do whatever they want. Uh, so managing wise, I, I, you know what I mean? I don't think, I don't say waste my time. I don't want to waste anybody else time. When the manager, the guy said, you're not the manager, then I find out and I'm driving to to Bernardi to get some, I was talking, I got to see these people, my family, Bernardi, and all of a sudden, and, and tweeting and everywhere. I see uh, this guy's the manager, why saw this manager, They're like for two hours. And I come back and like two hours later, I know the day before, or the night before, Rick called me, said, you're not going to be the guy. And then when he said something, I said, listen, eh, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to explain to me what's going on. Thank you very much. Thank you for the opportunity. I wish you all the best, like I always do. And you don't have to tell me what's going on, nothing, because it's not, it's no, you know, why I should know why, how you guys feel. Thank you. And we move on. That's it. And I go out and play golf. You know, uh, did that, that hurt my feeling? Yeah, of course I hurt my feeling. I'm a human being. I have proud. I want to be managed the way. So, yes, one thing about it, my wife don't want me to manage nothing. My kids do want to, 
And I wanted once in a while, like one day I get up in the morning and say, man, I wish I was a manager. But I, I know the six days, the rest of the six days, I was a thank God I'm not the guy. <laughs> I know how to I know how to be like tomorrow. Like this week, I go to Venezuela and go to my beach house, be in my boat, enjoy my family, smoke cigars, get drunk every two seconds. <laughs> oh, that of course, drink coconut water with scotch, rum and coconut water. I know how to be in spring training. Hitting phone, go deal with media, deal with fans, deal with the players. You know what I mean? I cannot, I cannot, man, I cannot be more pleased than my, the way my life is. If they want me to be the manager, maybe in the future, uh, that's the only thing. Say, listen, uh, how many years? Uh, we had two years contract, and this was $200. You take it? No, okay, bye, next. I ask this final question to all of my guests, Ozzy. If not for baseball, what would you have been? I'll be dead by now. <laughs> really? The only thing I would I always like to have money. I might be selling some some stuff I'm not supposed to be sell. <laughs> uh, I wish I wish I wish I can say I want to be a bull fighter, but now I, I know that very well. I don't have the guts to do it. But I don't know. I don't know. Which I know what's because baseball, I, I might be dead a long time ago with my people in Venezuela. I might do the wrong stuff. I'm not going to say drugs, but I never do drugs. I never smoke a cigarette. I'm clean. It's a whistle. I drink a lot. Yes, I love to drink. Uh, but I, I exactly, I don't, I don't have any any future in anything out besides, besides baseball, a period. Nope. I don't know what, what I've been doing. Like I say, I may be dead a long time ago. I have known you now since you walked out of the locker room at Comiskey Park in 1985. You were a breath of fresh air then, as you are now. You made my job challenging, but also a delight. It's important that we have people like you, Ozzy, in our business. I wish you and your family the best. Gracias, Senor Guillen, for telling me a story I don't know. You know, thank you, man. I know it was hard because we tried to put this thing together for like two weeks, but I appreciate it, man. I'm here. Whatever you guys need, I'm here. My thanks to NBC Sports Chicago and the White Sox pre- and post-game show, Fox Sports and WTTW in Chicago for those memorable highlights. And my thanks as always to the people behind the scenes that help make this wonderful podcast possible. TJ Reeves for putting us on the map, Will Hatzel for his crafty editing, Nick Tochi for our wonderful graphics, and to our new partner, Last Word on Sports. And to our presenting sponsor, Mr. Duct. You can find them at mrductcleaning.com. Tune in next week when we feature another intriguing guest on Tell Me a Story I Don't Know. I'm George Hoffman, and that's all she wrote. <laughs>